Mike Slater. Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. So, 1855. Something really bad happened in his life six months before this. Maybe I can tell that uh, a little later. But just know that this was a low point in his life when this happened. Low point already. So Lincoln was a lawyer in Illinois, which back then was like backwoods country. Like, like all right. So I'll give me an example of how backwoods this is. 1850, what do you think the population of Chicago was? Take a guess. Population of Chicago in 1850, today it's the second biggest city in the country. Third biggest, third biggest city in the country. New York, LA, Chicago. What's the, so what's, what was the population in 1850? 20, you nailed it. 29,000. Isn't that crazy? 29,000 people. That's a small town today. 29,000 people. Okay, that was Chicago. Now he lived in Springfield. It's about 200 miles outside of Chicago. So you can imagine... How little tiny that that place was. So the biggest patent case ever was being tried in Chicago. And each side had the two biggest law firms uh, from New York. So picture this scene. You got these two big shot, rich, wealthy, prestigious lawyers battling it out way in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, Chicago, population 29,000. So one of the lawyers came to Chicago and decided that he's going to hire a lawyer from Illinois who knows the ropes with these backwoods people better than a New York lawyer would, right? Because the judge is going to be from Chicago, from the country, so you might as well get a country lawyer there who can relate a little better. So this uh, this lawyer from New York knocked on the door of Abraham Lincoln. Tiny little hut of an office. New York, big hotshot lawyer, knocks on the door. Abraham Lincoln opens the door wearing, uh, not wearing a coat, no vest, shirt sleeves rolled up, Bottom of his pants, not even down to his ankles. So the New York lawyer is like, oh, made a horrible mistake even coming here. But they met, they talked, and uh, the guy actually really liked Lincoln. So he hired him, gave him a nice paycheck up front, and then a bigger one coming on the way when the case is over. So New York lawyer leaves. Lincoln's like over the moon. He just came off this horrible disappointment in his life. He lost his Senate race. He... uh and now here he is. Oh my gosh, God is good. I got this great opportunity that this uh, this guy just knocked on my door. And here I am. I'm going to be a part of this team. The biggest patent case in history. So the lawyer leaves. Lincoln just dives head first into preparing for this case. This is big break. My big shot. Chance to impress the most impressive lawyers in the country. 
So the lawyer goes back to New York, and when he gets there, he finds out that the case is no longer going to be tried in Chicago. And because the case moved locations, he no longer had a need for Abraham Lincoln. Weeks went by, and the letter that that lawyer sent to Lincoln, telling him his services would no longer be needed, never made it. So Lincoln kept preparing and preparing and preparing. Only thing in his life was preparing for this case. A couple weeks go by, he sends a letter to the lawyers in New York that said, hey, man, you said you would send me uh, some more information. I haven't received it yet, but that's okay. I'm still working hard over here. I'm going to be ready by September. Now, in the meantime, Lincoln actually went to Chicago to get some papers that he needed because the lawyers never sent it to him like they said he would. This whole time, he never knew that he wasn't even hired by him anymore. So September came around. Lincoln traveled to Chicago already. And that's where he found out the case wasn't there anymore. It was now in Cincinnati. So he went there. Now, imagine this scene. He's in the courthouse. Court building. He sees that lawyer guy who hired him walking down the hall with a team of lawyers around him. Including the lawyer that he hired instead of Abraham Lincoln. This new lawyer, his name was Edwin Stanton. Edwin Stanton said of that day, he said, I'll never forget the sight of that tall, rawly boned, ungainly backwoodsman. Talking of Lincoln. With coarse, ill-fitting clothing, trousers hardly reached his ankles. Stanton, the new lawyer, called Lincoln a stupid, long-armed ape. So this team of lawyers, I imagine this like I've seen a Mean Girls, except old guys, uh, walk past Lincoln, who's standing in the, in the lobby of the courtroom. They walk past Lincoln, this whole team, and they go into the courtroom uh, and leaving Lincoln behind with, with months of work and papers left in his arms. Imagine that disappointment. He's like, oh, I've been preparing this for months. This was my break. And they didn't even tell me. That I wasn't hired anymore. I did all this work for nothing, lost my opportunity, and here they are right in front of me. They walk right by me, and he called me a stupid long-armed ape. Imagine that disappointment. Maybe you've been there, right? I guarantee you there's someone listening now who thought they were going to get this big job, thought maybe they had this job interview you were going to, and it was a big deal. You're all excited about it. And you get there and you know, they gave it to someone else or what, something like, you know, whatever. It was a big disappointment for Lincoln. So a couple weeks later, Lincoln received a check in the mail from that lawyer who hired him. And it was that final paycheck. The lawyer felt bad that Lincoln did all the work and didn't know that he was fired. So he gave him the paycheck anyway. Lincoln sent it back. He said, I don't deserve this because I never argued in front of the judge. Now, I could stop the story right there, and that'd be, a, that'd be a nice story, right? Here's Abraham Lincoln in the face of defeat like this, you know, choosing to, to return this check because in his eyes, he didn't, didn't deserve it. That's a nice story. That's a, that's a gracious man right there returning that, that check after he was wronged in a way. But that's not the end of the story. 
1855. Five years later, this backwoods nobody becomes president of the United States of America. And he has to appoint a secretary of war. Who does he pick? Edwin Stanton. The lawyer who was hired instead of him. The lawyer who called him a long-armed ape. A stupid long-armed Lincoln could have been bitter towards this guy. Could have held a vendetta for being so humiliated. For being mocked openly. Right? Lincoln's there trying to impress all these people. Guy walks by, calls him a stupid long-armed ape. People could have given him his big break, he thought at the time. But Lincoln didn't hold a grudge. And he appointed that man to the most important position in his cabinet, Secretary of War. Not only that, but Edwin Stanton, in his own words, said he grew to love Lincoln more than any person outside of his immediate family. I love that, like, that he could show, that he could just extend that olive branch to this man as opposed to holding a grudge. So I just got to ask, where can you show graciousness to someone? How can you show forgiveness, some relationship in your life? How can you extend an olive branch and be as gracious of a man as Abraham Lincoln was at that moment? When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.